The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Welcome to the Disney Wedding Podcast, brought to you by Passporter's Disney Weddings and Honeymoons, the only guidebook and bridal organizer tailored exclusively to Disney's fairy tale weddings. I'm your host, Carrie Hayward. Each week I feature a different aspect of Disney weddings, from the latest news, information, and money-saving tips, to interviews with wedding vendors and real Disney brides and grooms. I also cover honeymoons, anniversaries, and engagements at the Disney parks and resorts. Join me now as the Disney Wedding Podcast celebrates romance at Disney destinations worldwide. Today on the Disney Wedding Podcast, I am speaking with Disney bride Leela Oswald about her Wishes Collection event at the Contemporary Resort at Walt Disney World. I thought you guys would be interested to hear about how she planned this wedding. She had a lot of gorgeous floral and decor and unique touches, and I know you guys would love to hear about how she planned it and how everything turned out. So welcome, Leela. Hi, Carrie. Thanks for having me on your show. Thanks so much for being on the show today. I like to start at the beginning and find out how you guys decided you wanted to get married at Disney. Well, I'm a lifelong Disney geek, and Ryan's a Disney geek in training. I'm training him. (laughs) (laughs) We got engaged at Disneyland under Sleeping Beauty's castle, and his last name is actually Oswald, like the Disney character, and the way he proposed was he gave me some Oswald ears and asked if I wanted to be an Oswald too, which I thought was really creative and cute. And then he gave me the Mickey Mouse engagement ring that I wanted since I was a little girl, the one with the Mickey head on it from the World of Disney store. Every time I would go to Disney World growing up, I would check to make sure they still had that ring for when I grew up and got engaged someday. And luckily they did. So I think we knew that a Disney wedding was kind of a natural fit for for us following the Disney engagement. (laughs) (laughs) That's fantastic. So then how did you decide on your ceremony and reception venues at the Contemporary? We had originally wanted the Disney Wedding Pavilion and the Grand Floridian Ballroom, and we did our site visit at those locations and our engagement pictures there too, but then we got an email from our uh, coordinator that the Grand Floridian Ballroom would be under construction during our wedding date, so we would need to change our reception location, so I figured, okay, no problem, we'll just hop on the monorail after the Wedding Pavilion and go to the Contemporary Ballroom, because that's nearby, Uh, so that was our new plan, and then a few weeks after that, so this is... Uh, December 2015, I just finished my grad school final exams, and I'm on my way to the airport to go see Ryan in San Francisco since we were long distance at that time. And I get a call from our wedding coordinator that not only was the ballroom going to be under construction, but the wedding pavilion was going to be under construction during our wedding date. And so I was so disappointed at that time, and I started crying in the Uber, and the poor Uber driver is like, are you okay? What's wrong? So that was kind of awkward. Um, (laughs) 
So, yeah, that was disappointing at first. Um, and so we had too many guests for Seabreeze Point and some of the smaller venues. And then we had too many for the in-park wedding, since I think that's capped at 100. So then I thought about the Portico Share, and that wasn't on the list of venues, but I'd actually remembered reading about it from your blog. So I thought about that, and then I figured that would be convenient since we were already going to be doing the contemporary reception. So... That was our new venue, and um, we went back to Disney World a few months later for our menu tasting in March and spent some more time in the Contemporary, and we kind of came to realize that it was actually a, a better fit for our theme since we had a more futuristic, non-traditional theme going, and the Grand Floridian is beautiful, but with the Victorian age theming, it kind of didn't really go with our whole vibe anyway, so it ended up working out in the end. <laughs> oh, that's wonderful. Now, how did your friends and family react? It sounds like maybe your family knew what to expect, but does his yeah. family react? What did they say when they found out where you were going to get married? Yeah, they were excited. I think, yeah, it definitely wasn't a surprise for my family. And his family was like, oh, you know, with the last name Oswald, that makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. So how many guests did you invite and how many made the trip? Uh, we had about 120 guests. We sent around 150 invites. So pretty much what I expected. Are they mostly located in the South, or was it a, a trip for most guests? Most of our guests were from kind of all over. We had a bunch from San Francisco and New York City and L.A. and Indianapolis, and then a number of them from Michigan, Texas, South Carolina, North Carolina, Colorado, a few, few other places. <laughs> wow. That's great that so many were able to be there. Yeah, it was fun. Now, you mentioned you had a futuristic theme. Can you tell me a bit about how you incorporated it in your events? Yeah, so our wedding theme was called the Wedding for the Imagination. It was called Oswaldica, kind of based on our last name. And it was sort of phantasmic meets figments imagination meets fantasy land with electronic dance music elements and a kind of Mary Blair color scheme. And so figments imagination has always been one of my favorite Disney rides, along with It's a Small World and Fantasyland um, is my favorite area of Disney World. So I wanted to kind of combine those elements. And then we love EDM music and EDM concerts. So we had that vibe kind of going as well. And I actually went to a Mary Blair art exhibit at the Disney Museum in San Francisco a few years back, and I just thought it was incredible. So I knew I wanted to incorporate that sort of dreamy, fanciful aspect into the color scheme. So it was all very bright and colorful, and we had um, rainbow scrolling lights on the walls. And I was a little worried that was going to make the guests dizzy. I wasn't sure how fast they were going to be going, but it was actually it was really perfect because they went pretty slow. And so it was kind of like a waterfall of lights on the walls almost. And so that was really nice. And then we had the rainbow waterfalls with actual waterfalls of water down by the dance floor. And then we did the glitter aisle runway and the rainbow confetti. And then we had uh, sheer multicolor rainbow linens and then rainbow dyed roses. They were they looked like artificial roses, but they're actually real roses and they just dye parts of the stem to make them rainbow patterns. And then we had the centerpieces were isolated rainbow roses inside water with iridescent colored vases. And then, yeah, that was pretty much the rainbow theme. And then we had the guests of honor, Mickey, Minnie, and Oswald the Lucky Rabbit, who was our namesake. So we knew we had to have Oswald. <laughs> so, yeah. That's interesting. The things like the waterfalls and the glitter runner, were those things that your Disney floral planner suggested or were they things that you had seen or you had an idea for? I definitely knew I wanted to do the waterfalls going into it. And so that was something they were able to accommodate through Disney Floral. And we discussed that with them at the initial planning session. And then for the glitter aisle runner, 
I had seen a few other Disney brides use that, so I asked about that, and they gave a few different options with colors and types of aisle runner, and we kind of went from there. That's wonderful. And I noticed also you used a lot of draping for the ceremony. How did you come up with that idea? So the walls in that room at the Sources Apprentice Ballroom were a grayish color, I think. So I think we wanted to do the draping so that there would be a platform for the rainbow scrolling colors and it wouldn't be more gray and dimmed. So we did the white draping and then that was a good kind of backdrop for the rainbows scrolling around it. And we actually, for draping, went with an outside vendor at Rentland. And then our dance floor was from Lighted Dance Floor and then everything else was through Disney. Okay, that's interesting. Did you also drape the ceremony? For the ceremony, we did a kind of a chupa, and that was through Disney, and it was like a white sparkly draping. So yeah, I guess technically that would be called draping, and then there was sort of a a thin drape in the back of that. But you can't use outside vendors for the outdoor ceremony, so that was all through Disney Floral. Got it. Okay. And then the other thing that I really loved was you had fresh floral on the carriage on Cinderella's glass coach. How did that come about? Yeah, that was through Disney Floral as well. That was actually a last minute thing. I think I did that about three days before the wedding. I just emailed our planner. We had Christy and I was like, I had this idea and I, if it's too late, you know, it's okay. Just tell me. But I just wanted to check because I would really love to have something on top of the carriage. And she was like, sure, we can have that arranged. And so we were able to add that last minute. Wow. You never know that they pulled it together in three days. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Did you guys add a dessert party to your day? We had a fireworks dessert party after the wedding, so we went right outside from the uh, Sources Apprentice Ballroom to the West End Rotunda, and we had Dole Whip desserts and um, saw the New Year's Eve fireworks there. So the wedding ended at around 11.30, and then we went outside for the New Year's Eve fireworks that started at 11.40 and got to see those and have the music pumped in, so it had the full accompanying soundtrack to it. So that was really fun, a good way to cap off the day, I think, especially since it was New Year's Eve. <laughs> yeah, and that's really convenient that you didn't have to go anywhere, like all the way over to Epcot. You could just walk right out from where you're Yeah, Yeah, that was nice. Tell me more about the Dole Whips, because sometimes they tell people, oh, we the machines, we can't get them, or they're not going to taste the same. How did that work out for you? Yeah, so they were a little different than I expected. They were sort of imitation Dole Whips, and um, they still tasted great. They tasted just like the regular Dole Whips. I wasn't sure if people really knew what they were. They kind of looked like slushy machines with a little like bucket of cream next to them, and so I wasn't sure if people thought it maybe was an alcoholic drink or something, but then once I went over and some other guests went over, people decided to try some, and they thought it was delicious. (laughs) (laughs) That's great to know. Can you give me a timeline of how your day ran? Yeah, so um, the bridesmaids and I started hair and makeup around 11 a.m. in my room at the Contemporary, and we finished that around 2.30 p.m., and then we did some getting ready pictures in the room with our photographer, Uh, and then we went over to California Grill Terrace to meet Ryan for our first look pictures at 3.30, and I'm really glad we did the first look pictures. It was nice to have some time, just the two of us, before the wedding, and then That location was the most beautiful views, too, of Magic Kingdom. Uh, It was just gorgeous up there. Uh, And then around 4 p.m., we did bridal party pictures outside of the Contemporary by that silver Mickey ear statue. Um, And then our flower girl and ring bear and my my cousin's little kids were dressed as 
Cinderella and Prince Charming, and that was really adorable. And so they were there too for for our pictures. And then around 5:30, our guests were arriving and being seated in the porticochere. And then we headed over to line up for our entrance. And the ceremony was six o'clock to 6:30, so it was a pretty short ceremony, Disney inspired. My cousin Peter was our officiate, and then we rode around the carriage for a little bit while the guests were watching and kind of being seated. And then the people in the contemporary were coming out on the balcony and waving and clapping. It was really cute. I didn't expect that. So that was really adorable. Um, That was after the ceremony and before the ceremony. But after the ceremony, we could see them up there because of the lights and we could see everyone waving. And it was just a really cute moment. And then we went into our reception for dinner after that and did our first dance and had dinner. And then we did toasts around 8 p.m. and the father-daughter dance and the mother-son dance. Um, And then Mickey and Minnie were there from... 9 to 9.30 for dancing and cake cutting. And then Oswald was there from 9.30 to 10. And then we had some more dancing time. And then at 11.30, we did our last dance. And that's when the confetti cannons went off at the end of that. And then we headed out for our dessert party after that from 11.40 to midnight. And then that was the end of the night. And then our guests headed back and we went back to our room at the Contemporary. (laughs) That's wonderful. I'm curious, I see sometimes people worry about using the Port Cachere because it's adjacent to the parking lot at the Contemporary. Did you find that during your ceremony, was that a distraction or you didn't notice it at all? I didn't really notice it at all. I think at the beginning, it was light out when we first started the ceremony and I could kind of see in the background that I mean, you, you could tell that there was a parking lot nearby there, but it really wasn't an issue. We had the draping behind the chupa, and we had just so much going on with the musicians on the side and the guests and the music, and I just really didn't notice anything in terms of other activity around there that wasn't involved in the wedding. And then after the ceremony was over, it was getting dark out, and I definitely didn't notice notice it then. It seemed like a really romantic venue spot, even more so at night, I think. Oh, that's a good point, Yeah. So when you were planning, what were the most important aspects where you focused your time or your budget? I would say the most important part was the Disney elements and the guest experience. My thinking was that if you're going to have a Disney wedding, then why not go all out with Disney magic? So having the characters there, I think, and the holographic projection cake was a big hit. I think that was fun and it it fit well with our theme. And then the carriage and and the fireworks dessert party since it was New Year's after all. So I think the things that you can only get at Disney were kind of my priority. I didn't just want an average wedding. I wanted to do a Disney magical wedding. (laughs) And then the other thing that was really important to us was the videography and having those memories to cherish and hang on to. I think when I'm an old lady in a nursing home in the year 2080, I'll be watching my Disney wedding video from there with my kids and grandkids. And maybe by then there'll be some sort of virtual reality setting where I can recreate my wedding in holograph form. And that would be really cool. (laughs) (laughs) After listening to your podcast, too, I think hearing other brides say that they regretted not doing videography was one of the reasons that I think I made that a priority, just because I wanted to make sure I could have those memories. We had Rose as our videographer, and she was really great. And then least important was probably alcohol. Um, Neither of us really drink that much, so we didn't put a lot of effort into picking specific brands of drinks. Uh, We did the blue Disney fairy tale champagne and then the full open bar and didn't really put a lot of thought into that aspect as much. Okay. Do you have any menu suggestions or recommendations from like the dessert party or from your dinner that people really liked? 
My favorite aspects from the menu were probably the strawberry soup from 1900 Park Fair at the Grand Floridian. That was the one thing I wanted to have for sure. So that was probably my favorite thing. And then we had the Mickey waffles with their different toppings. And then we had a whole vegetarian menu. So we had a lot of different vegetarian options with fruit sushi and veggie sushi and then tofu medallion sliders and bean cake sliders and falafel toppings and then Mickey Roni and cheese and yeah just a, a lot of different pasta options too so let's see we did a breakfast at dinner station with the Mickey waffles and all the toppings we did the little spinach artichoke things I forget what those are called but they were they were pretty delicious <laughs> <laughs> that's great so what ended up being your favorite memory of your wedding day I would say I have a few I, I think Interacting with our guests, uh, many of them we don't see very much since they don't live near us. So dancing with our guests was was really fun. And then I think Ryan and my first dance to Love is an Open Door was a really fun memory. We'd been practicing for it and it turned out really well. So that that made us happy. Um, and then our last dance, we also did one to Hold Me, Kiss Me, Thrill Me. That's when the confetti cannons went off and it was just so much fun. And all the guests ran in and gave us a hug and it was just really cute. We had Scott Messina for our DJ and he was incredible, just full of full of fun surprises. And then I think just the fact that it was New Year's Eve, watching the New Year's Eve fireworks, I think that that'll be a nice memory since every New Year's Eve from now on when we celebrate our anniversary and do the countdown to the new year, I think we'll just think back to our wedding night and how it was really special. That's a great point. Yeah. Did anything go wrong or just not turn out like you expected? When we got our pictures back, they were really beautiful, but we noticed that about 20% of our guests weren't in any of the pictures since most of the reception pictures were focused on the dance floor. And the guests who were missing from the pictures were the ones who weren't out on the dance floor. So that was disappointing. And we also had one guest who had an allergic reaction to the cashew nut butter at one of our dinner action stations. But after some allergy medication, he was okay. So that was crisis averted. I didn't even know about that until the next day. So it was very discreetly handled. Unfortunately, he was fine. And then I guess the other thing was we had some guests who RSVP'd and then didn't show up last minute. And I guess that's pretty common hearing from the other Disney brides. And then we actually had some guests who didn't RSVP, who I assumed weren't coming, who did show up. So luckily the numbers worked out so that everyone was able to have a table assignment. And I'm glad there were people who didn't show up because that made room for the people who did show up. (laughs) (laughs) That worked out really well. (laughs) Yeah. Was there any aspect of the wedding that seemed like a big deal beforehand and then turned out not to be? Um, Everything went really well the day of. I was kind of worried that a certain uninvited family member might decide to show up and try something nefarious, but luckily that didn't happen, so that was a relief. (laughs) Is there anything you would have done differently knowing what you know now? I would make sure to check in with your photography team during the wedding at least once to make sure you're getting all the pictures on your shot list. They don't know all the people at your wedding, especially If you have a really large group, it's hard for them to keep tabs on everyone and see who has and hasn't been in the pictures, especially, you know, when we had a very large group. So I'm not surprised that there were some people who kind of weren't out on the dance floor and weren't in those dance pictures. So I'd recommend just making sure you get group shots of every table while they're sitting down. And that way there's no one who gets left out and no one who's disappointed uh, when they're not in any pictures once you get the photos back from your photographer. That's a really good point. Do you have any tips or advice for future Disney brides and grooms? I'd say don't be afraid to ask questions. No question is too out there. Our planner, Christy, was really good about giving detailed responses to everything I brought up with her. So don't hesitate to reach out. 
And then I would say connect with other Disbrides online and the Disbride Facebook groups and utilize your resources. The official Disney wedding blog is really helpful. And then, of course, your blog, Travel Babble, was extremely helpful, um, especially when we had our whole venue selection debacle. And it was just really great to have your blog to rely on. And then after after that phone call, I went straight to your blog and looked at other venues, and it was just so helpful to have. And then lastly, I think every Disney ride should read your amazing book. I think it's very informative, and it answers so many questions that you have starting out with the whole process, because the Disney wedding website just doesn't really have a lot of information on it. So I'd say for future Diz rides, they should definitely read your book cover to cover, take notes on it, and definitely look at all the sections that apply to their own weddings. <laughs> That's <fabulous. laughs> Well, is there any place online where my listeners can go to read about or see photos of your day? I put pictures and trip reports uh, for other Diz Brides on my new blog, leelaoswald.com. That's Leela, L-E-L-A, Oswald, O-S-W-A-L-D, like the Disney character. And then I'm on Facebook and Instagram as well, uh, Leela Oswald. And our wedding hashtag is hashtag Oswaldica. Well, Leela, thank you so much for taking the time to chat with me today. I think this is going to be really helpful for anyone who's considering planning at Walt Disney World, especially people who might be interested in the contemporary as a unique alternative to some of the standard venues at Walt Disney World. So I appreciate your taking the time. Of course. Thanks for having me on. That's our show for today. If you enjoyed it, be sure to rate the Disney Wedding Podcast on iTunes so that others will find it. You can also send your comments, questions, and suggestions to info at DisneyWeddingPodcast.com. Past shows are available in iTunes and on the show's website. And for instant answers to all your Disney's Fairy Tale Weddings questions, check out Passporter's Disney Weddings and Honeymoons Guide, available as an interactive ebook with continual free updates at Passporter.com weddings.asp or in print at Passporter.com and Amazon.com.